faith, 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 family, the single life. Most of us dream alike, but we don't think alike. Gotta learn to hustle if you want the finer things in life. Riding as a couple, or maybe it's just a single flight. But highly if you need advice, that's right, advice. If you're trying to be a wife or living the dad life, maybe you moving slow or whipping the fast life. Either way, just pull up. Come on, get an ad ice. Just chill. Hey guys, it is Miss Icy of Inspire Change Everywhere, and I'm so excited to bring on a very special guest, someone who I really enjoy talking to and having communication with in this in the real estate industry. You know, I'm I have on the line with us Ben the Banker. Yes, he's been here before, and quite honestly, I don't think that um, walking into this new year or just walking into this next season of life. We, we can't do this without him. We need his little tidbits of advice, his insight, his knowledge, his wisdom in this field. And I thought that, you know, since so many things are occurring right now in our world, why not have him on again? And, you know, the episode from our from our last conversation was so good. I think he dropped so many awesome tidbits of advice. And I think he blessed us all. Anyone who had ears to listen I think it was just an opportunity to be blessed and have knowledge moving confidently um, into another season to either buy a home, sell a home, contemplate a home. So without further ado, let's bring on Mr. Ben, the banker, uh, Ben Kubali. He's a mortgage finance professional out of Philly. He's now living in Atlanta. He's solving residential financing problems for all of his clients. And quite honestly, guys, he is just really a blessing to kind of like follow and watch. He is an inspiration to anyone looking to, you know, build a family home or business assets in that direction. So then how have you been? I am great. I appreciate the introduction. So, so clean, so smooth. I appreciate that. <laughs> we do what we can. How have you been? How have you been? Tell us about what, what you've been up to. Oh, man, I've been real good. Uh, blessed, to say the least. Um, it's been a good year, a good end to the year. The market has been having its its way. I will say that for sure. It's been an interesting ride for anybody in the, mor in the mortgage industry or in the real estate profession in general. Um, but it's, it's been good. It's a good end to the year. I'm excited for what 2023 has to bring. Excited. And I appreciate you having me on. Last time we hopped on here, uh, it was definitely... It, it, it was definitely amazing. It, it was good to, you know, give some good information to the people. I'm glad that we got some good feedback and uh, I'm looking forward to see how this one goes now. Well, I know for sure it's going to be a blessing. Like I was actually super excited just to write down some of the questions because before we get into like the actual real estate bid, I, you know, I, I think it's important for us to get a sense of who you are. And I did tell all the followers to go and, you know, check out your Instagram. You know, this is a nicely, sharply dressed individual. He looks smart, sounds smart. And overall, like since I've met you um, and had the opportunity to to kind of glean from you, I think it's essential for, you know, us to keep knowing who you are. And I see recently you started um, staying fit, you know, like you've been <laughs> working out a little more, you've been putting yourself yeah. on the grind, right? So how has that been for you? Man, it's, it's great. Um, I truly believe that one, one part of being wealthy is yes definitely you know financially but the the major part and the most essential part is being wealthy in spirit and also health right what is money today or tomorrow if you can't be here to enjoy it right for me it's super important that you know i i keep myself 
you know, up to par, something about working out. It, it starts the day off well for me. I wake up at 6 a.m. every day, get an hour, hour and a half in of working out. And it gives me time to just, you know, get the day started and make time for myself before anything go before anything comes about right um and what i've noticed is that my days are a lot more productive i have a faster start to my day and my mind and my spirit is starting off at the right foot first thing in the morning so super essential for me as a former college athlete also a high school athlete I, you know i can't say stay still i have to be doing something and you know stay mobile be able to move do something i mean also like i said just stay in good spirit it's a good way for me to get up and get my mind ready get my blood flowing and make me be prepared to conquer the day definitely something i love doing and i'm glad that our people I, I you know i have people tell me like hey it's inspiring like seeing you work out and you know get up and do something makes me want to do the same. And that's what it's about. It's, it's about putting something on there that's not just, hey, yeah, financially, you know, get yourself together. Let's get you into a home. Let's help you build any real estate goals you may have. But let's also make sure we're doing the same things with our body and spirit and mind. I and mean, that's what it's about. And I enjoy doing it. You know, it's interesting that you're talking about like staying fit and allowing this the fitness, uh, being fit to kind of correlate into the mental fitness of your life, emotional fitness of your life. Um, this has been an interesting uh, space for me as well, because maybe in the last two months, maybe I started jump roping. OK, so I started like hardcore, like getting into jumps. Right. So between yeah. jumping and skipping, it kind of brought me into like doing a little more weightlifting because, yeah, I started seeing, you know, me lose lose a couple of inches or whatever but I also was like okay yeah I gotta tone this up right so I've been taking the time to go to the gym and you know just push my body push my body um I wrote down on uh, the mirror as an affirmation um not too long ago before I actually started jump ropes before I actually started really getting into fitness uh, beat your body into submission. That's what I said. Beat your body into submission. And I realized mm -hmm. that a lot of the times, you know, when you find yourself in a place where you're not organized or you're not all the way together, it could be simply because you don't have your, you don't have a rein on your body. You know, you don't have, you don't have, um, you know, control of your body. Your body is leading you into unnecessary conflict or unnecessary uh, fatigue or tiredness or, you know, I'm tired. Well, it's probably because you don't have enough energy and a part of that energy comes from you staying fit, you know? So it's right. interesting that you're talking about like the mind-body connection and, and being trained to keep your body moving because, you know, all of that stuff is important. All of that is important. Mm -hmm. When we left off last, you were talking about having your mindset together in order to buy a home. So my question mm -hmm. to you is, um, I know that we said a lot and it's been so long since we spoke last. However, what kind of new um, mindset changes or uh, tips could you uh, lead us in or give us in order to, you know, be more prepared for either buying, selling or um, renting out, whatever the case may be. What advice do you have as far as like new things that have come to you, inspiration that has come to you about real estate? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, that's a great question because when, when it comes to mindset, um, I, I have this 25-75 rule. You can apply this to anything, not just real estate. 25% of it is knowledge, right? 
um, getting the knowledge aspect. If you want to do anything in life, especially real estate, understanding real estate, when it comes to selling, owning, renting, anything in general, you need to understand what is needed of you to attain it, right? So 25% of, not, of that is knowledge, understanding and knowing, okay, this is what I need. This is what I need to do in order to get there. And then the 75% of it is actually sending a plan of action. You can have the knowledge all day, but if you're not willing to set up a plan of action to execute, then it's really meaningless. Um, you're not going to go anywhere. And like I said, that doesn't just start with, that doesn't just end with real estate. It goes with anything in life. You need to be able to put in that plan of action. So when we talk about real estate and the information that I provide when it comes to having your credit together, how much money you may need down, tips and tricks on how to, you know, work a debt to income ratio and things like that, or understanding how much home you can afford or where you want to buy or how you want to buy, preparing to buy, have all of that information. Now, what do you do with that information? And I think we're in the perfect um, era or generation where, you know, there's really no excuse for anybody now, right? Because we have social media, we have our phones and like knowledge right now is so attainable that we're, we're kind of spoiled with it, right? Some of us take it for granted, the amount of information that's out there that's free, like right there at the tip of your fingers. Now it's about who's willing to go and execute with that information. I, I think that right now, that mindset is so um, essential is to have is, is understanding that, okay, with knowledge comes now what the responsibility of putting in that plan of action so that I can attain what I want to attain with real estate and life in general. So that's my mindset tab bit right there. I like that. I like that. I think, yeah. I think, I think a lot of what we do in this day and age, and it's so crazy because like you say, you know, oh, you know, we have electronics and all types of information literally at my fingertips, at our fingertips. There should be no reason anybody is failing in this day and age. But yeah. and in, in you know, like with that as well, you know, I think the bigger, the bigger counterpart of that, you know, the side to the coin is the idea of like comparison in some aspects, you know, like, yeah, I got all this, but everybody else is doing it. Or yeah, I got all yeah. of this, but everybody else, you know, and it becomes like, you know, like, I guess there's always the hero and then there's always the the villain of that of that space of attempting to fight with the superpowers that you have, which would be technology and knowledge and seeking knowledge and seeking wisdom. And then on the backside of that is, you know, it's always something that's trying to drag you down. What could you say to some of our listeners who are maybe on the scared end of, mm -hmm. of that coin? Got you. So, I mean, fear, I truly believe fear, it, it comes from not knowing, right? Most of the time when people are scared, it's because they fear what they don't know or what the outcome of something is going to be. And that's where I feel like that 25%, that knowledge aspect can wipe away a lot of that fear, right? And, and I understand that, right? As human beings, we all have that fear of like, okay, even when it comes to buying a home, Okay, a lot of people who don't even understand or know the process, the, the fear of not knowing makes them stagnant. Okay, I never thought about buying a home, why? And they can bring as many excuses as they want. Hey, you know, my credit is this, or you know, I, I don't have enough money. And all of those are, you know, valid excuses, excuses that they should be. But at the end of the day, it's okay. If you do see yourself owning a home in the future, then what are you doing to prepare yourself to get there? And when you really, really get down to, to the 
to the core of the situation, what it really is, is just the fear of the unknown. Okay, I, I don't know how to get my credit together. I don't know how to budget and save properly. I don't know what they look for when they're looking to qualify me for a home. I don't understand programs. I don't understand guidelines. I don't understand the whole buying process as a whole. So there we go is the fear aspect of just not knowing. To me, the viable solution is once you actually take the steps to know, you see your fear slowly diminish. And I've helped many people, especially first time home buyers who had that fear initially, lose that fear simply because I'm able to explain to them step by step how everything will look like. Now that doesn't mean you'll know the whole picture in terms of buying a home, but at least with the information that you walk away with, you walk away with something versus not knowing nothing when we initially speak. So it starts with just getting the information. Once you get the information, like I said, that goes with life in general, it doesn't have to be real estate. Once you have the information, you you tend to feel more comfortable. And, and then you'll find people who are actually going to find more information themselves because they were actually willing to seek out help and get some type of guidance. So that's where it starts. It starts with getting that information at 25%, get that knowledge piece. That knowledge piece will diminish that fear to a point where you might feel more comfortable to say, okay, I'm, I'm in the right space. I'm in the right position to actually see what I need to do to make a plan of action. Whoa. Okay. 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 Y'all already know. Tell me this man is not dropping every little bit that he needs to drop. Okay. So if you are feeling any type of conviction whatsoever, it is time to get your mindset right. We need to change your name to something else. Okay. It can't be Ben the Banker. It got to be like Ben the Banker, the mindset rearranger. Ooh. Okay. Now you put that on there. Give me 10%. Okay. okay? <laughs> All right. I got you. I got you. you. You came up with that one for sure. <laughs> I think this is beautiful, great information. Ben, where can we find you? I'm on all social media platforms as uh, Ben the Banker underscore. So I'm on TikTok, I'm on Instagram, and I just started a Twitter account. You can follow me there at uh, Ben the Banker as well, underscore. So. Ben the Banker. Okay, Ben the Banker, the Mindset Rearranger. Guys, we are going to be right back after the break. Stay tuned. Hey guys, we are back and I am so excited for you to be tuning in to Inspire Change Everywhere. Thank you so much for all the all of the support. You know, we're in the 40th year of KAZI. Well, at this point, we're at the 40, 41st year at KAZI where we've been serving the community and providing valuable information to all of our community members in an attempt to inspire everyone around the world. How about that? Let's inspire people around the world. So with that being said, guys, let's not stop with all the great information from our, our resident knowledge keeper of all things real estate, Ben the Banker. How are you doing, Mr. Ben? I am amazing. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on the show. So when we left off last, you were talking to us about mindset and we've even coined a new name for you. So with that, <laughs> let's continue on, right? Let's get, get to all yeah. the good stuff. So um, this is just me being a little nosy. So one of my questions mm -hmm. was, I was telling you off, off air that, you know, I'm a school teacher and, you know, buying out here in this market has been a little tough. And in some aspects, you know, you as a, not just like as a normal job person, you know, you have a normal nine to five, you mm -hmm. tend to pick up side hustles or side things to do. Do you have any side hustles or extra things you do to make money? Side hustles, man. 
Nah, I I put in a lot of my time and energy in a helping people get into homes. I guess you can call me making courses and educating people aside hustle that I'm not getting paid for right now. <laughs> but um hopefully that'll change in 2023. I'm actually working on a course, a course that's going to help a lot of first-time home buyers who are looking to buy primary residences to get that knowledge piece that they need to to be able to, you know, give them the information of the home buying process and programs and tricks and tips that they may need in order to be able to buy a home and um I'm looking to release that course hopefully sometime in January or February. It should it should be something that helps a lot of people and in on turn be a side hustle for me. Definitely a side hustle that I'll be starting in 2023 now that you mentioned it. I've been right on time with this one because <laughs> that one came out of nowhere. I'm so happy I asked the question. So make sure yeah. y'all are copying, okay? Make sure you are out there, especially if you are looking to, even if you're not looking to buy a home, you know, like mm -hmm. if you are looking just to get more information, maybe you had, you bought a home and maybe you want a little more um, on maybe the next home. I'm sure there is some extra information in all those courses that you'd be able to glean from. Um, and again, Please make sure you follow him on all his, all his social medias um, and, and contact him if you're in need of anything. I know that we have local uh, real estate agents and local mortgage brokers or uh, mortgage bankers and things of that nature. But this this man is a good man. And I, and I thoroughly enjoy him giving all this information, letting higher power use you. I really appreciate that. Thank you. No problem. I feel like we need to softly touch on what is a mortgage banker really quick, if you don't mind. Yeah, so a mortgage banker, a mortgage loan originator, mortgage loan officer, a mortgage broker. Um, we all have different titles, but we all do the same thing for the most part. Um, we all just provide financing for residential properties um, and residential meaning, you know, owner occupied or, or not, even if it's not owner occupied, it could be, you know, tenant occupied. So it can be an investment property. Normally, uh, we'll finance properties that are between one to four units. Um, anything over four units is no longer considered residential, is considered commercial. But we'll do one to four units. And yeah, we pretty much just negotiate the, um, the structure of the financing of the home. So pretty much what we do is we we go over the guidelines, we go over the rules and regulations, programs, and then we structure out the deal while staying in the confines of the guidelines. We we work to really solve a problem for you guys out there that are looking to buy a home. And I personally love love doing it. I've been doing it for six years, and and it's something that I see myself doing until until my wife tells me I can't do it anymore. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> But definitely, but definitely something I enjoy doing is, is no better feeling than putting somebody into a home with, you know, some type of financial peace of mind. You mm -hmm. just recently celebrated a year of marriage. Well, I missed it. Yeah, it was. So, yeah, it's been it's been over a year now. It's been a year and a half now. Yeah. Awesome. Saz. Congratulations. Again. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So the question is. Uh, how has the market been for buying? You know, as we talk about um, the use of a mortgage broker or a mortgage banker, like how has the market been for buying? And when do we bring in a mortgage banker? Yeah, so the market for buyers right now is 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 better than it was in the in the last two years. And some of you out there may be wondering, well, how is that the case with interest rates that have gone up? Um, and the reason why I say it's better is because there's less competition for buyers. Um, so it's less competition, 
you're able to now go in and put in offers on homes with sellers that are more motivated to get them sold. So in that sense, for buyers, probably a more ideal market, especially going into 2023, you're going to see a more ideal market shifting more and more into a buyer's market. And what I would say about that is with that being the case, with it being a buyer's market, you have more options as a buyer. So the market really is going gonna, is gonna to fit for you if you're someone who's who has the ability to qualify for buying. So my tip to you would be is to definitely, you know, gain all the knowledge you need now to prepare to buy for the upcoming new year and beyond because the market is definitely going to be there for you to take advantage of. Ooh, that's good news. I really like that. And I like that a whole lot. Mm -hmm. We were talking about um, off air, we were talking about gentrification and how mm -hmm. this has kind of created an imbalance in buying. And you were saying in Atlanta, you're seeing this also in Atlanta. For those of us who are, you know, and I, I put, I'll put it this way, um, you know, not making the tech industry money or we're not out there being like, you know, trust fund babies or whatever the case may be. <laughs> how do you how do you break into a home when you're competing against? And I love that you said it's the buyer's market. I do. I do like that. Great encouragement helps the mindset, I should say. However, but how do you get into these places knowing that you uh, have so much so much competition in some aspects? Yeah. Um, well, the competition is definitely going to die down. And let's definitely track back, right? Because you, you talked about gentrification, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's necessarily gentrification. I think the word is um, inflation, right? As much as as much as it is, you know, gentrification. Um, it, it looks like it looked like it was gentrification because what was happening was when rates were at 2%, what you had were historically low interest rates, right? So money was during COVID was pretty much free. And what our economy had to do was we kind of we kind of had to put a Band-Aid or stitches, you could probably say stitches, on a problem that could have gotten way, way worse. And what you had the feds do was say, OK, we're going to reduce interest rates. You had the government saying, OK, we're going to, you know, hold off on lenders being able to get, you know, um, payments on the loans that they put out. So we're going to put everybody in forbearance. We're also going to give people money. Right. We're going to give people stimulus checks. We're going to give PPP loans. We, we just had money everywhere, right? It was, it was just easily accessible. Then you have people who already had money, right? Like people who were in California. Believe it or not, living in California is way more expensive than it is living in certain places, especially um, the Southeast, right? So you have people from California, New York, D.C., the tech people, right, who, who are making six figures, which in you know, those areas, six figures is nothing. But you bring that money to Atlanta, you take it to Texas, you take it to some parts of Florida, that money can go a long way, right? You take it to Alabama, that money can go a long way. So the Southeast was the place where everybody was like, okay, well, this is the place I need to move to ASAP if I want to be able to get more bang for my buck. During COVID, with money being so accessible, what you had was you had a lot of outside investors and you had a lot of people relocating from those places where they were used to making six figures, so much money, and then coming and bringing that dollar and what you start to see is that inflation, because now you have, instead of one person being able to afford that $250,000 home, you have 10 people who can afford it. And when you have more demand for one specific property or item or anything, it's sim you know, simple supply and demand economics. So that's, what's, that's what happened during COVID. Um, so I just thought, you know, let me, let me give that story out so people can understand what our economy was going through in our housing market at that time. But now, post-COVID, 
we're, we're trying to restabilize the economy is, is honestly the best way to put it. Inflation was at an all-time high. It was, it was crazy. It was unsustainable. So now what you have the feds doing is they're increasing interest rates. So we had interest rates go from literally in less than a year from, from at least from a mortgage standpoint, from 2% to 7% at its highest. And the reason uh, behind doing that is because it's like, okay, we need to make money harder to obtain so that we can lessen the demand. And that's exactly what the feds have done. And this is why I'm saying that going into 2023, it will be more ideal as a buyer in the market um, if you're able to qualify because you're not going to have as many people who are able to um, qualify for financing or not even just qualify. You have people who are just not willing to buy a home because they're like, nah, interest rates are at, you know, six, 7%. I don't want to sign up for a mortgage note at, you know, at, at that rate. Um, so, so that's what our economy is kind of going through now post COVID. And you're going to see these home prices come down slowly. Um, you're not going to see a drastic change. I don't think you'll see home prices go back down to, you know, 250 or 200,000. If that's what you're used to, you might see them come down. If let's say, you know, a home was valued at, you know, 350, um, you might see it come down to 300,000. I've actually seen a lot of contracts where, um, homes, you know, are appraised at 350, but the buyer's able to get it under contract for 325 and they're able to save $50,000 because there's just not as much competition. There will be less demand. And because of that, you will see sellers become a little bit more antsy and desperate and say, okay, you know what? Well, I, I probably can't get top dollar for it, but I really need to sell a home, especially if they're motivated. And behind that, they'll be willing to actually give you money towards either closing costs or lowering your interest rate, which can help you qualify for a home as well. You know, as much as I could sum it up for you, you know, the, the mark will shape up for buyers out there in the near future, you know, just like I said, get the knowledge aspect of it and um, everything else will follow once you say that, set that plan of action. Oh my gosh. I'm so, I'm so upset that we don't have more time guys, because I still have so many questions, but I hope that you guys are able to glean as much as you can for these, from these conversations. And obviously if he will have us, I will ask him to come on again. So we can get some follow-up conversations going in a few months. So that way we can see what direction we should also still be looking in. If we are in the process of buying or selling or renting or, you know, preparing our mindset in order to um, have home ownership or continue a legacy of home ownership. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Ben, Mr. Ben Kubali, where can we find you one more time? Ben the Banker on all social media platforms. That's TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Look forward to hearing from you guys and look forward to continuing to educate you guys and getting you guys to your home ownership goals. Awesome. Guys, you're listening to KAZI 88.7 with your host, Miss Icy of Inspire Change Everywhere. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be blessed, be inspired. Have a great day. Bye. Up next is Keys to the Streets with Miss Keys. Stay tuned.